This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, I get to start the show with something kind of cool. Uh, cool for me. Uh, in, in that uh, on my Dimland Radio Facebook page, I have one. If you haven't gone over to the Dimland Radio Facebook page and given it a like, I would encourage you to do so if, if you want to. I'm not forcing you into it, but if you want to. Be nice. I'm up to 195 now. I'd like to break 200 sometime before... Uh, my, uh, you know, before I've done this for 20 years. <laughs> anyway, can you imagine me doing this show for 20 years? Well, I'm coming up on 10. I didn't, I didn't, I, who knew? I just won't quit. <laughs> anyway, uh, the cool thing that happened was uh, I looked on my Dimland Radio Facebook page and saw that there was a message. And I looked at it. A message? Uh, is that a mirage? What the? Huh? And I opened up the message and I read it. And it was from a fellow named Rick. And I want to give him a shout out. Uh, Rick sent a nice note to me saying, Just started listening to the show. Love it. Uh, you make a solo show. Or, I'm sorry. You make a solo act sound easy. Keep up the great work. Wow. Thank you, Rick. Thanks. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, I, I, I usually say to people when they've asked me about doing this show, I said, well, you know, I, I've always been a self-talker. I've always talked to myself since, it, since it's being a kid. So if I put myself in the mindset that doing this show is just me sitting down for an hour and talking to myself, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> and it almost is kind of what it is. I mean, it's almost exactly what it is. <laughs> anyway, but uh, uh, he just found it, and I, and I, I, I sent him a thank you, and I said, uh, can I ask where you found the show? Because I didn't recognize him. It's not a, I didn't recognize him as a Facebook friend or something. So he said that uh, through Paranormal Radio, Z Talk Radio, he found me, and I, I said, wow, uh, that's great. I said, uh, now, you should know I am ZTalk Radio's resident skeptic. I mean, if you're looking into paranormal radio stuff, you might be, you know, I'm thinking he might be more in tune with the idea of the paranormal being real. And uh, you should know that this show, the official position of Dimland Radio, is that we do not accept that the paranormal is real. I do not accept it as real because the evidence thus far does not warrant accepting it to be real. Uh, 
or the supernatural and stuff like that. It's an old phrase that's saying, you know, this thing about the paranormal and the supernatural, once it's shown to exist, it becomes normal and natural. There's, once there's an explanation for what's going on, oh, well, then that's what that is. It's, it's, it no longer, it's no longer considered paranormal or supernatural. So uh, that's just the show. I do some skeptical stuff here and there. Uh, I talk about you know whatever I find interesting on my mind, and hopefully you find it interesting too as a listener. Uh, and I so and just to remind everybody, um, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes. You can follow on Podbean. You can check on whatever you get your podcasts from to see if you can find Dimland Radio. It's on there. And subscribe. That'd be great. You don't have to listen to every show. You can just download and delete. Just as long as you download, that's great. <laughs> um, and, 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 and if you're so inclined, if you like the show enough, um, give me a nice rating. Five stars. A good review. It helps. I mean, I hear other podcasts asking people to do this. I don't do it a lot, but once in a while I say, you know, it couldn't hurt. And if you are if you feel up to it, again, no pressure. You don't have to. But, uh, you know, I have been doing this thing for 10 years. And also, uh, I have I, I can't remember how many shows I have actually set up on Podbean uh, that's available through, you know, through iTunes. The, the show, how far, I don't know if it's like 150 or so, something like that. Maybe not quite. Uh, but there are this show is number 445 445 of dimland radio i started in march of 2010 i'm coming close to the 10 year anniversary and uh uh it's 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 virtually all of the shows that i've done including those that have gone on to the itunes availability are available at ztalkradio.com. You go to the show archives page, you look for the Dimland Radio folder, and you will find almost every one of them. Uh, there's a couple few that are missing. And just They're just missing. They're just, I don't have them anywhere. So I don't know how that happened. It just did. Um, so yeah, check it out. And and just as a just as a note, I I mentioned this to Rick. I said, you know, <laughs> Dimland Radio is the uh, uh, it's the longest running show on Z Talk Radio. It's uh, I, I you know I just won't quit, <laughs> despite not having huge download numbers. But I get you know something, and I just this is just something that I need to you know need to do. Okay. All right. Um, I figured I'd talk about this because it's been in the news. Uh, now, I, I'm not an expert on this kind of stuff. I've been listening to some other podcasts that, that do have experts on this kind of stuff as guests. So I'm getting their information and stuff I've read and you know, listening to these, these things and learning stuff about it. Uh, we, the world is in a, well, it's on the threshold of, if not into a panic about this, this latest pandemic disease that's going to go around and destroy the world. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a strain of the coronavirus. Uh, it, they, I guess it's called COVID-19. They've given it an official name because the coronavirus has been around, you know, or strains of coronavirus have, have been around for a long time. They just, you know, they, just, they just have. I think SARS might be a strain of it, I think. I'm not absolutely certain on that. But, it, it's, but, it's, but like SARS, it's something that catches our attention. 
it's something that should be taken seriously. I'm not trying to belittle this stuff. I'm not trying to just shrug it off. Uh, it should be taken seriously. But we shouldn't panic. And from what I'm understanding about this, this particular, this COVID-19, is that you know, 80% of people who would get it are just going to recover and they'll be fine and there isn't going to be a problem. And about 20% of the people, you know, the other 20% of the people will have some complications, may have some difficulties with it, may have some lasting effects to it. And about 2% of them, 2% of the people who catch the, the, the disease, uh, will die. And those are generally, at this point, what we know so far, um, the, the deaths are among, you know, elderly, the very young, or people that already have a, a, a compromised immune system, or they have some other uh, complicating uh, illness, like diabetes, or something like that, you know, some condition that puts them at a little more of a risk for, uh, for well, death coming from this, this illness. And it's going to be mostly, for most of the people who will get it, it'll go through them, their system in a week or two. It'll be like a flu or a cold, and it's it just, you know, and they'll get over it. So that's, that's part of what we know so far. How it's transmitted, they're saying it's droplets. Uh, the face masks, they, they, you know, people are going crazy about the face masks. Um, the, from what I understand, the face mask is something that if you if you are sick, wear the face mask if you're going to go out in public and stuff. So so if you're coughing or sneezing, the 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 droplets from your coughs and sneezes won't get out there, you know, or there there's less there's less of it getting out there. So you're protecting a little bit. But the, what they're saying is it's kind of avoid contact, avoid you know, especially if you're sick. Avoid contact. Stay, you know, stay at home. Do the things that they, they want you to do. It's not always easy. I if I get sick, I go to work, but I'm the only one in the office. I'm not bringing it to anybody, and, and so I just deal with it. Uh, the official position of Dimland Radio is: don't panic. Wash your hands. I've been saying that on post after post after post on Facebook. I've been pe people have been putting up stuff, and I just say. Don't panic. Wash your hands. You should be washing your hands frequently anyway. You go to the bathroom. You go. You, know, you got to go pee. And the other, you know, you got to do that frequently. Uh, well, you know, pee frequently throughout the day. Hopefully you have one pretty decent bowel movement a day. I mean, you know, it's good to have one or two. It's, it's good to be regular. It's good to be regular. Especially, you know, as you get older, you realize, oh, it's really good to be regular. And anyway, so... Wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. You're in there. There's a sink. There's soap. Just, you know, use the soap. Use the water. Wash your hands. Do Go for about 20 seconds washing your hands, and, and that's fine. And avoid touching your nose, you know, touching your eyes, putting your fingers in your mouth. Avoid doing that if you haven't washed your hands. That's not always easy. And that's the thing about ma face masks. People will touch their eyes anyway even though they're wearing a mask they'll still do stuff like that so again don't panic wash your hands and then and and just just keep it's something to take seriously but just not let's not go crazy okay. we're seeing stock markets going if, freaking out about this at least it's in part of what's going on and china is doing their their best to kind of lock it down and that's where this stuff 
you know this particular virus originated but it's just it, it just again <laughs> i've said it several times don't panic wash your hands uh i i was going to say um to put this in perspective and i looked up the numbers earlier today that so far, as far as deaths have, are, are concerned, uh, globally, there are just over 2,800 deaths related to this current, this this latest pandemic outbreak. Even if an, I don't know if it's a pandemic yet, but but this outbreak. Um, so that's you know 2,800 you know, 2,800 deaths. That's nothing to sneeze at. It's I mean it's nothing to go sneeze at. But let's put it in perspective. This season, this season, I'll tell you what the season is after I give you those numbers. For this season, in the United States, there have been, this is according to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, but I think they just go by the CDC. Uh, according to the CDC, there have been 16,000 deaths from the flu. That's right. Just the ordinary flu. Again, with the flu, much like the deaths that are coming in with coronavirus, they are they are the elderly, they are the very young, they are those who already have a compromised immune system, or they have some other complicating illness, such as diabetes. They have something else. So those are the ones that tend to die. Uh, or you know of the deaths they tend to be those people it's not necessarily just healthy adults that get the flu but that's that's the flu and 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 I I you know I swear to you <laughs> I was I'd written this down uh, as a uh, as a as a, as a point to make on this and then I was looking through stuff on online and I found that uh, 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 noted skeptic uh, Rebecca Watson, who used to be on the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, uh, she ha she does a video blog, a vlog, and she talks. She she mentioned try this. You know, she says she's not on Facebook, but she says if if you see somebody on Facebook um, passing around some fear mongering stuff about the coronavirus, just in the comments ask them a question. Say you say by the way, let me ask you, the person who's sharing this, did you get your flu shot? If the answer is no, it's just like what, what, if you didn't. You know, so, and I was I wrote it down here. So, you know, did you get your flu shot? <laughs> you know, so I was thinking the same lines as Rebecca. Uh, I guess the great minds thing or something. But uh, I, I was thinking along those same lines. It's, it's like you got people who are going to be freaking about this coronavirus, and yet they didn't get a flu shot this season. So, you know, there are there there's got to be a segment out there that fit right into that category, and you got to say, well, well, you know, you're you're far more likely to get the flu, and you're much more likely, not that much more likely, but you're. It seems since you're more likely to get the flu, you're going to be more likely to die from the flu, even though maybe you're a relatively healthy adult and you're, you know. You, you should be able to just get some rest and fluids and take some Tylenol and and you'll get through it. Uh, you know, it, it's get your flu shot. You you should get a flu shot. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so what they're hoping, 
is possible that a vaccine could be developed for this particular strain of the coronavirus. And with that vaccine, uh, we can expect that you're going to have people saying you shouldn't take the vaccine because <laughs> the anti-vaxxers will come up and they'll all be mad about the so, so we're panicking about this coronavirus thing. Uh, uh, in a year's time, they think maybe in a year's time at the earliest, uh, a vaccine could be developed for this particular strain. And and you just you just know the anti-vaxxers are going to come out. And say, oh, you got to do that because you're going to get the autism, or you can't, you know, whatever they're worried about with the anti-vaxxers. You know, thank you so much, anti-vaxxers, for all the wonderful work you've done in the world. Um, I have more to say about the uh, about the coronavirus. A couple few things, but I'm going to take my break. Uh, it's a little early, but I'm going to take my break because it's my show and I can do what I want. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I will be back after this break. Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. We're the station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, talking about the coronavirus outbreak, the pandemic, the panic. Part of what leads to this panic idea is uh, there's a confluence of, of effects here. It's uh, You've got the 24-hour news cycle, so they got to fill it with something, and this is a juicy bit of news so the news media likes to jump on this kind of stuff 
And I, I hope the more responsible ones out there are making sure to... I, I have seen some stuff where, like CNN and, and others, I've seen some clips where they do have somebody that's um, an expert on infectious disease and the spread of it and, and, and how to react and, and that kind of... You know, along those sorts of things, they have them on, and that's good. You know, to say, look, you know, don't panic, wash your hands. Uh, and they have a little more to say than that, but... Um, so that's good, but for the most part, it's just this cumulative effect of what's going on. In Japan, they've they've uh, they've they've closed schools for a month, and of course, what's going on in China? And then there's these cruise ships that are under quarantine, and it's just all this stuff is going on, and it just seems like, oh my God, we're all going to die. Uh, so you got the 24-hour news cycle doing that, but here's something. And again, the 24-hour news cycle was was there when the SARS thing came about. And everybody got worried about that. But what seems to me, and maybe it's just because I'm right on top of it now. We're all right on top of it now. And we're looking back at SARS and we're just you know, thinking, oh, remember how worried we were about that? Well, you know, we, we shouldn't have been because this is the real thing to be worried about. And maybe someday, and maybe it is, maybe it is the thing to be worried about. And or if not, maybe soon something will happen. Will be the thing to worry about. You know, back in you know just after World War One, there was that that worldwide flu epidemic, pandemic that took place, and where the flu was killing people left and right. Yeah, it, it just you know, it so something it can happen. It can happen. So that's why you take it seriously. But let's not you know let's not go running through the streets just yet. Anyway. Um, so you have the 24-hour news cycle, but the difference between now and I think with SARS is that the, the social media hadn't quite reached its level of saturation that it has now. I mean, it's just, it's so everywhere. And so you've got so much going on, articles being shared on, 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 on social media, the scaremongering ones and the you know, ones that are trying to give good information and you know, it's hard to parse all this stuff out. And and so I think that's part of what's leading to this 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 the reaction that we're having now. You know, it I don't know. It, maybe it's the same as it was then. It's just that I'm I'm far enough away from it that I can't see it the way it was at the time. Maybe maybe that's it. It's perception. But again, don't panic. Wash your hands. Don't panic. Wash your hands. But you know. We have another reason why we shouldn't panic because our fearless leader, our president here in America, has you know he's he's assigned the task of leading this this American response to uh, to this latest pandemic. He's he's put the man in charge. Oh boy, Mr. Science himself, Vice President Mike Pence. Ha, <laughs> yeah, boy, you know, you know, where he, he's serious now. He's serious. We, I got Mike Pence in charge of this. Yeah, it's somebody put, shared an article that had a headline saying that uh, Mike Pence has uh, has uh, uh, ordered the uh, CDC to quadruple their uh, their their output of uh, thoughts and prayers. And you know, and I commented on that, just, you know, in, as though Mike Pence is saying it. You know, thoughts, get me thoughts and prayers, stat. 
And then I thought about it a little more, and the next comment I made was, oh, wait a minute, just prayers. If we got some thinking going on, some science might happen. So, anyway. Why is Mike Pence not the right guy for this? Ask him what he thinks about evolution. See, he doesn't really accept it. He thinks God did everything in, you know, six days. I, I, I've, I can't say that absolutely for sure, but I've got a little something here for you that I'll read. It's, you know, evolution, you know, to, to our understanding of germs, germ theory, of disease, uh, infectious disease, how to deal with this stuff, how to make vaccines, how to do all this, all that understanding has a base has a has a base level uh, uh, um, uh, starting point to, to that so that we can understand all this other stuff, this biology and everything of that, and that's evolution. <laughs> our understanding of evolution leads to our ability to create, to make vaccines, to deal with infectious disease, because we understand how things evolve. See. But when you have someone like Mike Pence who will say, and this comes from uh, Newsweek, uh, this uh, article is written by Rosie McCall. Just a couple things uh, about Mr. Science, Vice President Pence. In a speech to the House of Representatives in 2002, Pence told politicians, quote, I also believe that someday scientists will come to see that only the theory of intelligent design provides even a remotely rational explanation for the known universe, unquote. Uh, intelligent design meaning God did it. That's what it means. It it's just boils down to God did it. They just don't want to say that because we can't get the that taught in schools, you know, the whole separation of church and state thing. During the speech, he humbly urged legislators to consider teaching other theories of the origin of species, saying evolution is just a theory. His view, quote, the Bible tells us that God created man in his own image, male and female. He created them, and I believe that, Mr. Speaker, unquote. Uh, that's quoting Mike Pence. Uh, again, from, uh, more from the article. Uh, more recently, he has refused to state point-blankly whether he does or does not believe in evolution, telling MSNBC host Chris Matthews, quote, I believe, or do I believe in evolution? I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth, the seas, and all that's in them, unquote. Evolution may be described as a scientific theory, but as the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, NAS or NAS, uh, explains, the formal scientific definition of a theory is different from the layman's use of the word. It is used to describe comprehensive explanation of a natural phenomenon upheld by a vast body of evidence. On the theory of evolution, NAS states, quote from NAS, uh, many scientific theories are so well established that no new evidence is likely to alter them substantially. The theory of evolution is supported by so many observations and confirming experiments that scientists are confident that the basic components of the theory will not be overturned by new evidence. Unquote. Uh, and that is not to say that our understanding is not continuing to tweak and improve with the accumulation of more scientific research. 
Uh, and then, you know, this idea of uh, thoughts and prayers and the, the pray on it kind of thing, because uh, when we, when it, then uh, um, uh, Ms. McCall includes this part about uh, HIV. Uh, when his state was facing a, an HIV outbreak between 2011 and 2015, then Governor Pence chose to prey on it rather than introduce a needle exchange to limit its spread, as recommended by health officials. He eventually caved, calling the situation a public health emergency, but the delay resulted in substantially more infections. According to a study published in The Lancet, the outbreak could have been avoided if elected officials had taken action sooner. Uh, it's also been pointed out that Pence and others' mission to shut down Planned Parenthood, one of the leading HIV testing centers uh, in the state, contributed, if not led to, the outbreak of the first or in the first place. Uh, in 2013, the county affected lost the only provider offering free HIV testing. So I don't know what state that he was governor of. I should have looked that up before. This, but uh, that's Mr. Science. He's in charge of of the United States' response to this coronavirus outbreak. That's like putting a flat earther in charge of NASA. So you know, <laughs> just another five years, <laughs> and it'll be done. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm telling you, he's going to be reelected. Okay, just get used to it. He's going to get reelected, and he'll be impeached again. So that's what we got there. Um, there's another thing that uh, related to the coronavirus thing that's very disturbing. I saw an article on this, and I will link to all this to the show notes uh, at dimland.com. Just go to dimland.com and click on the show notes option. Now, at the end of this show, it'll say click on the blog option. I still have to fix, I have to replace that audio, but I just, when, who has time to do this stuff? Go to dimland.com and click on the show notes, and you'll get to the show notes for this page, and you'll get the links to all these articles that I'm talking about. Uh, there's an article that's saying that uh, they've got you know the scam sellers, the traditional Chinese medicine types, uh, that have decided to um, use rhino horn to cure the coronavirus. Well, rhino horn ain't curing anything; it's not doing any good. It's it's these rhino rhinoceroses are already highly endangered and going out to kill these guys to get to get their horns which is made of the same stuff that makes up your fingernails and hair it's the same stuff it's it's not going to do anything it's very it's disgusting it's disturbing and it's it's just ugh, human beings come on let's get this thing figured out okay <laughs> but i do have I have one other thing before I leave this uh, coronavirus deal that I have to do, and I've not done one of these in a really long time. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. So there. It's a quick one. It's a quick, it's not true. Uh, and it's not a big deal because I, I don't think a, a lot of people are really uh, worried about this. But there's talk going around on the internets that um, that because of the coronavirus, people are afraid to drink Corona beer. 
again, it's probably not a lot of people. It's probably just a tiny, tiny, tiny amount. It's not, there's some there's something that's saying like 38% of uh, Corona beer drinkers are giving it up because of the coronavirus. I think that it, uh, that's been shown to be no, no, that's 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 just a bunch of nonsense. Um, but it, it's the Corona beer and the coronavirus. You know, there's they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> it's just the the way the cell. The, the cell for the coronavirus looks under a magnifying glass. It looks like a little crown. And corona, you know, that's Spanish for crown. That's, I mean, that's that's what you got. So that's why it's called coronavirus. And corona beer, it's just, it's not, you know, and, and corona beer is saying that their sales are going okay. They're, they, they, they're not too worried. And they shouldn't be, you know, it's, you're not going to get, get, it's coronavirus from corona beer okay it's so uh so don't let the coronavirus keep you from drinking corona beer corona beer should keep you from drinking corona beer okay <laughs> if you like corona beer go ahead and drink it squeeze your lime in there drink it it's fine. It's just not. It's not the kind of beer I drink. So anyway, coronavirus, corona beer. There's no connection. It's just thinking that's a, correct, a connection to the between the two. You know, it, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. So there. Oh boy. Well, um, I think what I'll do is uh, I will uh, uh, I will take a break. What happened there? Hang on a second. I'm doing a little maintenance here on my deal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna take a break. I'm just calling up the uh, the uh, the next uh, block of uh, break thing. I, you know, my just just. Just sit tight. <laughs> You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Dr. Demford Simmons. I'll return after this break. I never said it's any good. That's a slave that I picked up in school. Man, nothing's changed since you left on this left. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Influenza season is upon us, and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February, and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now, and you'll protect not only yourself, but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? 
on ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'm going to play a little audio for you. I want you to just, uh, you know, have a listen. The nice thing about something like Flat Earth is that we don't have to worry about people, you know, being hurt by it like you do with, like, the anti-vaccine conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Flat Earth, nobody's getting hurt. Okay, um, that was Travis. Travis is one of the elders of the Minnesota Skeptics. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, he, I asked his permission to talk about this, uh, his involvement in this particular story. Uh, I, that little clip comes from the, um, the video segment that was done by our, the local public television station. Uh, it's part of a series that they've done called Minnesota Niche, and it's a, a video series of which short videos ranging from like five minutes to eight minutes or something like that um, where they focus on social groups uh, in in uh, around Minnesota and um, and the Minnesota skeptics was profiled I've talked about it on the show um, so you can check it out on the channel 2's website I'll try to remember to do a link to that um, and it turned out really nicely and it's great uh, but that thing that uh, Travis said, I want you to keep that in mind as I read you this news item. Uh, this is from NPR, uh, their website. Uh, James Dubeck um, uh, wrote it. I hope I said his name right. The daredevil Mad Mike Hughes was killed in a rocket launch gone wrong Saturday. That would be uh, Saturday, February 22nd. This article is dated February 23rd of, two, of 2020. Um, let's see, uh, in a rocket launch gone wrong Saturday in Barstow, California. Two witnesses to the accident confirmed he was 64. It was the third launch for Hughes in one of his homemade rockets as part of his eventual plan to be able to determine for himself up in the sky if Earth, is, if Earth was as flat as he proclaimed to believe. Uh, a steel ladder was attached to the rocket's launch ramp to make it easier for Hughes to enter the cockpit. But when the, co when the rocket launched, it hit the ladder, setting the launch on course for disaster. Uh, they're quoting somebody here. Uh, it ripped off a parachute can which deployed the parachute, which got caught in the thrust of the rocket and kind of took the rocket off course a little bit, said Justin Chapman, a freelance journalist who was at the launch site. The steam-powered rocket wobbled and did a huge arc before crashing less than a minute later. Uh, quoting from Chapman again, he went, up, he went way up in the sky. I'm not sure how high, but his goal was 5,000 feet then did an arc and then came straight down and nosedived into the desert floor about half a mile away from the launch pad. 
The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department said deputies were called at 1.52 p.m. Saturday to private property off Highway uh, 247 at, in Barstow and pronounced a man deceased after the rocket crashed in the open desert during a rocket launch event. We don't know what happened, said Waldo Stakes, a close friend of Hughes, who has been involved in the launches and was at the scene. Stakes said the rocket landed nearly a mile away from the launch site. There are about 50 to 60 people on hand for the event, including a crew from the Science Channel, uh, which was documenting Hughes' launch as part of a series on homemade astronauts. Okay, now you know why I played that clip by Travis. Or if you don't, let's 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 connect this. Travis was saying in that clip that uh, you know a theory like flat Earth, you know, nobody's going to get hurt. Um, flat Earth, nobody's getting hurt for that. He said. Uh, it, well, he he posted he post Travis posted on the Minnesota Skeptics page on Facebook. He posted the article about. Uh, Mike Hughes um, getting killed in his third attempt to uh, get as high up in the air as he could so he could determine for himself whether the earth was flat or not. And um, we're not entirely certain that uh, that uh, Mr. Hughes uh, is a flat earther. Uh, I'm going to take him at his word that he is, but there's some thinking that well, he he may have uh, uh, adopted that that worldview in order to get sponsorship from a, a, a flat Earth research group, you know, that that's trying to prove that the Earth is flat. Uh, so when Travis linked to that to the article about the about Hughes dying, it was sad, but it wasn't surprising. You know, the guy himself is a bit of a daredevil, so he's putting himself at risk. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something that you need to be, need to think it's could happen. You know, the Walendas, the tightrope walking family. Uh, there was a one of the Walenda guys back in the 70s or 80s was doing a tightrope walk between two buildings in I think Las Vegas, and he fell to his death. Well, you know, that's that's a risk you take. There was no net. There was nothing to save him. He just he went. He was doing the walk, and he fell to his death. Um, I did watch the video of this launch. It's out there. It's not gruesome. It's not gross, as far as you know. But it, it's it's chilling because you know what happens. You see the rocket launch, and the parachute comes out immediately, which causes drag, which messes with what the you know rocket's going to be able to do but not only that it takes away the parachute that's supposed to help land the rocket safely so as so that Hughes can walk away from it and he's got no parachute I'm, I'm you know, no ejector seat you know and that that last minute had to be uh, I, I hate to think about what what Mike was going through as as he was experiencing it, knowing that okay, this is it. I'm not going to survive this. Um, and then you watch, and and it does come down quite a distance from the camera, and you see it just come and hit the ground, and it's 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 disturbing. 
and uh, I guess it's gruesome in its idea, but it's not gruesome in, in the fact that it's that it's gory. It's, it's nothing like that. But you just know that you're watching a man get killed, and it's that's disturbing. I I find it also disturbing that uh, so many people jumped on the Darwin Awards thing. I understand the Schadenfreude aspect of stuff, but. Uh, I used to, when I was younger, I used to think the Darn Awards was kind of funny. And there's people taking themselves out of the gene pool, but I just, you know, I've I've begun, I've changed my way of looking at it. I've I've read stuff written by other people that I, whose opinions I I uh, respect, and it's the, voicing their their displeasure with with this kind of gallows humor. I guess uh, I understand sometimes humor is what we use to. To deal with stuff like this, but I, I don't know. I, I get uncomfortable with the with the whole ha ha. Look what happened to him. I get uncomfortable with that. Uh, again, I said it's sad. It's not surprising, but it's sad. So I pointed out in the in the on this Minnesota Skeptics page. I said, boy, you know. I said, uh, remember when Travis said nobody's getting hurt with flat Earth? Well, I guess somebody did get hurt with flat Earth. And so Travis, and I'm, I'm going to give, I'm not hanging him out to dry. I'm going to give him the last word on this because uh, uh, he sent me this uh, uh, private message through Facebook and I asked if I could put this on my show. And he said, sure. Um, and uh, what he did was he, he wrote to the producer who uh, put this video piece together about the Minnesota skeptics. So he wrote this uh, message to him and I'm going to read it to you. Um, he says, um, we love the show. You guys did a fantastic job. I just wanted to send you a message about something I said in my interview that made it onto the episode. I insinuated that there were levels of concern for different topics in skepticism. I said that an anti-vaxxer is more concerning to us than a flat earther because no one gets hurt discussing flat earth. Well, that was proven tragically wrong last weekend when Mad Mike Hughes died while testing his research flat earth rocket in the California desert. Any idea taken to an extreme can be dangerous. Mike Hughes had his reasons for launching uh, or for latching onto the flat earth ideology, most of which stemmed from the financial support they gave him to advertise on his on his rocket, but it nonetheless drove him to take drastic action. The attention that the Discovery Channel gave him, and or or the Science Channel, according to the articles, but they're kind of I think they're both under the same umbrella. Uh, the attention that the Discovery Channel or the Science Channel uh, gave him and his unsupported, unsupportable beliefs also played no small role in his death. I was wrong to insinuate that any one belief is more or less deserving of skepticism, and that is the core of skepticism: being able to change your mind when confronted with the evidence. Well said. Um, yeah, so it's sad. Here's something though. <laughs> Here's something that uh, hopefully uh, isn't sad. Come on, play. There we go. Time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, <laughs> this is a this is a pedantic moment where uh, I'm sort of uh, I'm hoisted on my own Picard. Um, I listened to a podcast called Stuck in the Eighties. 
uh, I've been on that podcast as a guest co-host a couple few times. Uh, I my name comes up or Doctor Dim comes up on the show not too infrequently, and I do send in you know some con- contribution to them once in a while. And uh, uh, the two hosts, uh, there's Steve Spears, who's the main host of the show, and his co-host is Brad Williams. Uh, they uh, read a letter. Brad read the letter sent in by a listener, and part of their what they call their seggies at the end of the show. They have a series of seggies that they do every week, and they had a listener send in a story about um, how he met his wife. Uh, he met his wife the, his freshman year of high school. Uh, it was in the it was in drama class. First day of drama class in his freshman year of high school, he meets this woman. Oh, well, then girl, um, and is immediately interested. And he begins to talk to her and you know, to try to you know you know build something. And uh, he finds out that she reads comic books. And he said, I read comic books too. And she said, Oh yeah, what do you read? And he says, uh, Sergeant Rock, which is a World War Two uh, era. Uh, stories comic book and she said sergeant rock was that a war comic and uh yeah her reaction told him that oh i struck out on that one and then he says uh, well, uh, uh, well i you know i also read the x-men and the spider-man but the damage was done so there was no hooking up with the two they did not get involved all the way through high school he just pined for her well the years go by and the 25-year reunion comes around and she's on the uh planning committee so she gets, you know, she gets a hold of this guy you know, as to about the the the, uh, the reunion coming up, and and he and he re- he talks to her and he reminds her of the story of the Sergeant Rock thing and she said she didn't remember it. Well, a relationship is struck up, and and the letter writer who's a fellow whose name is Steve and he's from Halifax somewhere up there in Canada land. Uh, he, Steve tells us that. Uh, um, 30 years to the day the two got married. 30 years to the day of when they met each other, they got married. So um, there was a reaction on the show, and uh, I want to play a little piece of it. Uh, it's Steve Spears, uh, the host of the show. I'll call him Spearsy, not to confuse you with the uh, the Steve who wrote the letter. So here is here's what... Uh, 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 it was Steve Spears' reaction to uh, to that letter. Wait a minute. I'm starting to reverse engineer this a little bit. Okay. Now, I don't doubt that he remembers the day that he got married. Is it possible? Is it? Po- I'm, be- I'm being a, I'm being a cynic. But being is it cynical. possible? Okay, you be me. You be cynical. That he's just like, you know, 30 years ago would have been the beginning of freshman year. So this is... You know, it's close enough. We're going to say that this is the 30th anniversary of the day we met. Okay. Now, you may have caught what uh, what set my my pedantry off at the at there because he said he was being cynical. He was not being cynical. He was being skeptical. Now, as a skeptic. I, I gotta, I gotta stand up for skeptics, and I gotta, you know, it's part of what I do. Is it's like, oh, there's a difference between skepticism and cynicism. Sometimes skepticism comes from cynicism. You know, you, you're, you're, you're cynically skeptical. 
you're skeptical of somebody because you think they have an ulterior motive or you think that uh, you know that they're lying uh, you know you you, th you think it's coming from a place of deception which which it could be so there's a certain skepticism and cynicism can overlap but he was not being a cynic he was being a skeptic so I sharpened up my keyboard and I wrote up a, a an email to send to them to let them know that hey you know you didn't quite get that right so I'm gonna play that segment <laughs> of uh, of the letter now Brad reads my letter um, and so they where you, the clip starts is where they uh, they pick up uh, uh, in the letter so um, have a listen to this okay so anyway continue the letter oh, okay dim continues I want to point out a mistake that Spearsy made after a recent email from Stephen Halifax, in which we learned of his playing the long game. And yes, yes, we know, Dim. We were there. We read it. In which we learned of his playing the long game and capturing his high school crush's heart and marrying her 30 years to the day, exclamation mark, they met. Spearsy claimed he might be properly called cynical in his reaction to the story. Specifically, Spearsy wasn't sure about the 30 years to the day aspect. He believed the writer remembered the day he was wed, but wasn't sure he could be certain about the memory of the date the two had first met. This is not being cynical. It's being skeptical. Take it from a skeptic. I know of what I speak. Our friend from Halifax's memory could certainly be faulty. Memory is not videotape, and even if it was videotape, you don't have a tape player to play it on anyway, and it's okay to be skeptical about it, but I wouldn't get too worked up. However, if the letter writer was falsely adding that tidbit purely as a way to get your attention and to get his letter read on the show, that could be considered a cynical act on his part. And if Spearsy's reaction was not one of doubt about how clearly the date could be remembered, but rather one in which he called out our Canadian friend as attempting to manipulate Brad into reading the letter, that would be cynical. Fortunately, I do not think that either Steve was acting cynically. Yours, stuck in the 80s, Dr. Dim. <clears throat> okay, Dr. Dim. I'm skeptical that Stephen Halifax was misleading us. And your suggestion makes me cynical to your entire analysis. I loved the story from Stephen Halifax, and I can't wait to meet him on the cruise, where I'm certain, but not skeptical, that we will take a group photo of all of us flipping you the bird. Did I use the words right there, Dr. Dim? Am I skeptical or cynical that we'll really take that photo? It's sort of the difference between calling Dr. Dim a... or a... Oh, okay, I see what you did there. But for the record, I think the phrase you're looking for is, and then you, and he, and you do, and, and, wow, that's not skeptical or cynical, that's just, uh, that's just mean, Brad. Ah, Dr. Tim knows we're kidding around. It's all good. Yes, I do. I do know that they're kidding around. <laughs> Hoist on my own Picard. Uh, uh, Spearsy did send me a message saying, "Hey, to give me a heads up, saying, hey, we're going to have a little fun with your letter.'" <laughs> and I said, "I, you know, I, I'm used to it. It's, it's as a skeptic, I'm used to a pushback for being skeptical, and and as a somewhat infrequent, but you know, sometime cr uh, 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 contributor to your show, I'm used to getting grief <laughs> from you guys, especially from Brad." Uh, <laughs> did he get the right the words right? I look. I'm just gonna let them <laughs> have it. Uh, one thing's for sure. I absolutely, positively, better get that that picture 
uh, when when they go on the 80s cruise, which is coming up in a few days. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, the end of another episode has made its way here. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, remember to be skeptical and that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Uh, this has been Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network, and I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option no you can the show notes your option questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d r d i m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by theolius and is used with permission Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.